0: Hey, and welcome back to the Dovecast. This is Dove, and this is the third installment of my interview with uh, Wicked Dave. Uh, We recorded this before the uh, last uh, ShibariCon, which was uh, last month, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, also IML weekend in Chicago and dave was auctioning off a special print of his a really gorgeous print uh for uh, the japanese uh, relief fund uh tsunami relief fund and the uh, auction went incredibly well uh they raised five hundred dollars for uh the cause which was really nice uh special thanks to the hammer for his generous bid uh reading that off of uh off of uh Dave's website and uh they will be sending the money directly to the Japan it'll forwarded directly to the Japanese Embassy in London. So uh that's in process and thank you uh thank you Hammer. And thank you everybody who uh who did bid and also um anybody who just showed an interest. Uh, anyway, this is um, the third part as I said Dave and I talked, kept, kept on talking. <laughs> he's a really, actually an excellent conversationalist. And, uh, we started talking about, you know, things like, uh, where you come from with your rope and, you know, teaching and humility and fun stuff like that. Anyway, uh, without too much further ado, uh, let me just pop you over to the, uh, well, actually I do have to do a housekeeping. Um, uh, if you haven't, uh, bought tickets yet, uh, We've got uh, The Floating World coming up. I'll be teaching there. Uh, An event I'll be at. Hey, if you want to meet me, come, come. I'll be doing some classes there. Uh, An advanced uh, whip class, uh, my crazy glue class. Yay. Yeah, fun things you can do with crazy glue. It's not just for girls and boys. It's for everybody. And uh, also uh, after that, right after that, rope camp. Uh, which you should all check out. Hey, and welcome back to the Dovecast. This is Dove, and this is the third installment of my interview with uh, WikiDave. Dave. Uh, we recorded this before the uh, last uh, Shibaricon, which was uh, last month, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, also IML weekend in Chicago and dave was auctioning off a special print of his uh really gorgeous print uh for uh, the japanese relief fund uh tsunami relief fund and the uh, auction went incredibly well uh they raised 500 dollars for uh the cause which was really nice uh special thanks to the hammer for his generous bid uh reading that off of uh, off of uh, Dave's website. And uh, they will be sending the money directly to the Japanese, it will be forwarded directly to the Japanese embassy in London. So uh, that's in process. And thank you, uh, thank you, Hammer. And thank you everybody who, uh, who did bid and also um, anybody who just showed an interest. Uh, anyway, this is um, the third part, as I said. Uh, Dave and I talk, kept kept on talking. <laughs> he's, he's a really actually an excellent conversationalist. And uh, we started talking about, you know, things like uh, where you come from with your rope and, you know, teaching and humility and this fun stuff like that. Anyway, uh, without too much further ado, uh, let me just pop you over to the... Uh, well, actually, I do have to do a housekeeping. Um, uh, if you haven't uh, bought tickets yet... Uh, We've got uh, The Floating World coming up. I'll be teaching there. Uh, an event I'll be at. Hey, if you want to meet me, come, come. I'll be doing some classes there uh, an advanced uh, whip class, uh, my Crazy Glue class. Yay. Yeah, fun things you can do with Crazy Glue. It's not just for girls and boys, it's for everybody. And uh, also, uh, after that, right after that, Rope Camp. Uh, which you should all check out. That's going to be pretty damn awesome. Yeah, we are going to be having a lot of fun with that. That's uh, Rope Camp, and that's going to be August uh, uh, 3rd through the 7th uh, in Darlington, M, Maryland. Uh, if you go to the website, it's... Um, well, if you put in uh, The Rope Camp, you'll get that, or uh, turtlehillevents.org forward slash Camp. And we're going to be having a lot of fun with that. Like I said, there's going to be great workshops. Uh, We have some uh, great teachers. Uh, We have Anita Wagner, Bendy Yoga Girl, Boss Bondage, Dave Lawrence, Dieter is going to be there, Delano, Douglas Kent, moi, Dove, I'll be there. Uh, Great answer, that guy, you know, whatever he is. Uh, Janice Stein, I love great. Claudia, Lee Harrington, Lou Rubens, Lokai Stein, Lolita, Matt Michelle Sirchuk, Midori, Murphy Blue, Scott Smith. It's going to be an incredible, incredible uh, camping experience. You know, just you rope the woods. (laughs) Lots of fun. So anyway, that's my uh, housekeeping for today. Um, Those are the upcoming events that I'm going to be at and promoting a bit. And um, as I said, without further ado, we're going to go over to uh, Dave and myself, uh, and the conclusion of uh, the original uh, three-part podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. it you know, it, it's you know, you know what you know, and sometimes we don't realize what we know. And it's you know, it's I, I think that's that's really the mark of somebody who's. Um, Serious about it, a journeyman of, of of sorts. You know, it's that. Um, you know, you're 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 not aware of your own talent. You know, you just do. Um,
1: I don't know uh, about you know talent. I think it's, your knowledge. One of the things I love is that it'll never be finished.
0: Mark of a good of a great student. Yeah.
1: But, uh, uh, well, uh, mark is something that's great to study as well mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm you know if i ever felt that i know everything i would stop i would have to stop because mm-hmm. it whatever it is it, it wouldn't be there anymore and i i'm not really into uh spirituality much but um i suppose what you'd call it was a zen moment mm-hmm. when you realize the doors of possibility perception open and you have a realization and you grasp something and For me, that's always, almost always um, followed by a kind of desolation that it's opened up my mind to a lot more that I don't know. Mm -hmm. That I've had this moment of achievement, and then it's immediately followed by the realization of how much further away the mythical point of um, the end of the journey is. That you you think, right, I've learned this. Once I've learned this and this and this, we've got to this stage and then you go oh actually it's further away and it's further away and it just and it's already vanished beyond you know perception beyond thinking and i know it can never end uh but it kind of fills you with a kind of melancholy that you will never live long enough to really 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 know as much as you want to know mm mm-hmm. And you will never have the skill you want, and you will, you know, you will just keep trying and trying and trying until you die. But you will never get to the end.
0: Yeah, that is a very that's deep. But <laughs> I had to say something entirely trite at that moment. Um, yeah, I I understand that feeling very well. I I'm I know from my own journey in terms of you know learning stuff. Um, you know, the moment I, I say I know it all, I'm an idiot because mm. there's no way I can possibly know it all and it's actually taken a long time for me to even be happy with what I do know because whenever I see somebody else working I always think that they know more than I do and that yeah. I'm what I'm doing isn't worth it in that sense mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. so it, it's yeah. actually very hard to, to, to make yourself feel good about what you're doing in that sense because it's, it's you know you have to yeah. it, it's like worrying about where your feet are going to go you know, uh, somebody I, I, who was very woo woo that I used to know, who was very into the path, and I'm, I'm into the concept of, you know, it's my only woo woo ness of, of you know, you go through life as a, a path, you travel a road, and your choices take you places, and he he basically said was, was you know, if, if you're walking, don't worry about where your feet are, just worry that you're walking in the right direction. I don't know. I mean, or actually, he was there. just walking in a direction, actually. He didn't say right direction, but it, 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 I what he meant by that was simply you know, yeah. um, what you're doing yeah. at the moment may or may not be good, but, but. be happy in what you're doing at the moment. Yeah. You know, um, the end of the road yeah. is wherever the end of the road is going to be. Yeah. So, but, you know. it's philosophical.
1: Yeah, that, keep I mean, trying. Give it everything you can every day, every
0: time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I was blown away when I see people come up with new stuff, and I'm like, "Wow, awesome!" You know. But anyway, let me let you go because we've been actually talking a really long time. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and that's I think i
1: are fine.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think I've got like at least two episodes out of this, so you know, we'll see. But uh, th- I actually love to talk to you more about stuff um, in the future. So.
1: Um, Yeah, sure. I mean,
0: uh, I've got no problem at all with that. You can, yeah. Great, because I, my my thing is, I, I I mean, as somebody who's just right, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do with the podcast and uh, uh, the things I do just in general is, you know, I, I like making connections and trying to get the, you know, information of where things are, Um, you know. uh, Usually, like when I'm doing places, I advertise where I'm, where I'm going and stuff like that. Uh, but then again, there are places where you can't advertise. Like I did a, a class recently in Utah uh, for a group. And basically, I asked, so I need to advertise your group. And they sent me back my handout and said, well, you can put this up. And I'm like, but where's your information? And their response was, well, anybody who needs to know who we are already knows how to get in touch with us. You know, and um, mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's Utah, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> you know so, notice I'm not saying any, I'm not actually saying we're in Utah, but just, you know, Utah. But uh, And it's a great people. There's actually a very good scene out there, but it's that kind of thing of um, getting the information out there. And one of the, my my background from helping Shibar, get Shibaricon out, even before Shabaricon, you know, uh, being involved with the IRA list and just my own, you know, back in the late 90s, actually, I started importing one of the first, uh, uh, well, I would say it wasn't the first book, but it was one of the uh, Samuel Mook books, um, two of them. And a friend of mine at the time who was helping with the test website had gone to Japan and he brought back these two books. So we found that we could actually order the books through Kinyakunya in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jap- the big Japanese bookstore, uh, by an ISBN number. Uh, oh. It was funny when we went to pick up the books because they, <laughs> yeah, they had to get the older lady to to go get the book because the younger lady yeah. was kind of losing it. Uh, but we were importing them for a while and selling them, and those were the first um, how, as far as I can know, in the, at least in the U.S. I don't know anywhere else, but they were the first uh, Japanese how to how to books. Yeah. you know that were available and that was you know my thing of getting it out getting the information and stuff because um that was about the time i think it was like about 90 it's like 97 98 somewhere around there um you know i, I always recount the 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 tale of where japanese came bondage came from in new york in america in that sense that when i first got into it you know you had all the porn magazines you know with little pictures and you only saw the front, so you didn't know how the back was done. <laughs> so we always, we all thought that you had to do the I, diamond harness.
1: you still harn- see people these days and you see the bondage from the front and it looks fine. he will go around the back and go, oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, worse was we were take we, we didn't know how long the ropes were. So you mm-hmm. figured that in order to do a tekakote and, well, that one we didn't know it was a tekakote. Was, we called it a box tie. The box mm-hmm. tie and um, uh, the diamond harness, we figured there was all one piece of rope. Uh-huh. So, you would do the diamond harness and then you'd add to it. So, you'd, you'd end up tying somebody up with like about two, 300 feet, feet of rope to get this thing done.
1: Oh, it's a lot easier if you just cut them
0: into pieces. Yeah, well, we figured this part out much later. But then they started showing pictures of the back and we saw this huge knot, but it was like from a distance. You didn't know what the knot was. We're like, where's this fucking four foot knot from? You know, we couldn't figure it out. And then finally, uh, they started showing close ups and it was like, oh, it's lots of little knots. Mm-hmm do oh, cut it to short pieces you know but you know this is the progression as each you know each new group of information mm-hmm. came forward and i was always you know one of those people like always giving classes always um you know getting together with the people who are interested and you know i i'm very much in that i want to get more and more information out there i mean um, yeah. i'm fascinated right now the fact that we are getting the japanese involved you know mm-hmm. they've actually finally you know it's like Wow, the rest of the world. Hey, you like our stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I wish I could have gone to Tobuco. That would have been. Oh. Helpful.
0: I, I actually got to write uh, the guy a note. I, I wanted to thank him. Actually, uh, unfortunately, I was writing it right before the, you know, the the, um, the earthquake, mm. and I, I got to say because I wanted to thank him for putting that on because, mm. you know, we're doing this. You know, we've been doing this, and it's like, wow, you guys finally did it. You know, like, this is exactly what everyone wants. You know. Yeah. Um, and it looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think Midori taught at it as well, which I thought was really kind of wild. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I just heard today, this is the first time in, like, a year hmm. we haven't gone to the London Pier Rope. Who went to London Pier Rope on Sunday?
0: Oh, I saw, I saw Clover Twittering something about that. Yeah. Midori. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bastard. Yes. Yeah, she 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 gets around. She's sneaky. She's uh, <laughs> she's she's delight. She's a lot of fun. I'll see
1: her in Chicago anyway. So exactly. I've never met up before. So,
0: um, she's really really sweet. She's a really nice person. A little intense, but um, yeah. you know, never turn your back on her. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, she's a lot uh, of fun. You know, I've known her a lot of <laughs> never years. Never on. turn your back. Never turn your back. Okay. Her. I, I actually I've got a fun story with that. Um, I do a class on uh, doing. Um, uh, uh, a rough body play thug play you know how to be a thug you know and we were doing this at this was actually last year at uh, the fetish flea uh in uh, uh up in uh, rhode island and they had these huge curtain walls you know that they used to block off sections of the, the hall and there's a trick i do where you push you throw somebody against the wall it looks like you're throwing them by their neck and you're not actually you're actually pushing on their chest so I, I thudded the person into the wall midori was on the other side so i got this big thud back of you know because i moved up the curtain wall the bang 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 you know stop making noise on the other side so but i don't anyway. it's, it's my it's my one like kind of Ooh, i got midori to like you know bang on the wall kind of thing <laughs> okay yeah. you, you'll love her she, she's she's a lot of fun um and just you know you're going to love her. I mean, have you ever seen her outfits?
1: Not, not much. Oh, I've God. seen a few pictures from performances and stuff, but...
0: She's got some, like, latex kimono-type things that are absolutely to die for. I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. Uh, she was at a uh, 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 this gay event years ago in New York uh, that GMSMA used to put on uh, called Leatherfest. And she came in, and it was this... I don't know if she still has this green outfit. I mean absolutely amazing you know kind of thing with a, a green cho- uh, latex choker on made up to the the max and this big chelsea gable i just sort of turned and went is that a real girl which i thought was like the ultimate uh uh you know compliment couldn't tell whether she was a cross-dresser or not. yeah um kind of us but <laughs> well it was within the yeah. culture of what it was it was a massive compliment you know she was she was more girl than girl let's put it that way you know, it was, it was, you'll understand, you'll see. You understand, you'll love her, she's a nice pison, you know, she's a mensch. So, anyway, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll just cap it up. Uh, this yeah. is... Well, uh, just, one thing you were saying, yes. just um, sure, sure, sure.
1: about trying to find information, mm-hmm. and bringing information in, we're just living in such a fortunate time. Um, mm that we are meeting these people and they're coming out of Japan and uh, we're getting information like never before. Yes. And it's getting shared around like never before. And I mean, I was so lucky to learn from Steve because I learned so much from him in a few hours. Mm-hmm. It changed everything I did. I had to go away and pull apart every last single thing I did with bondage and completely rebuild everything.
0: Totally understand that.
1: And a good teacher who really knows what they're doing, they can just transform your life. The books, forget it. It was. I just, you know, I just can't describe it. And with the internet and with the sharing of information, mm-hmm. a lot of it's wrong. But at least the information's being shared, and yes. hopefully, as more and more people find out what's good information and bad information, that'll help filter it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it's just such an awesome, exciting time to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, if I'd been born 20 years earlier, would I even have found out about it? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it makes you wonder. you know, like, um, you think, how many people are born who are, like, world-class, marvelous blacksmiths, mm-hmm. but nobody shoes horses anymore? <laughs> and who are the world's greatest talents at things that we've never found out about yet? Who are just born out of time and, you know, um, to find something that I hope I have some talent at and I have such enjoyment from, and to actually have found out about it. In England of 50 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And in England of 10 years ago, I wouldn't have met Steve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there wouldn't be this information. And, you know, I think given what we're into, we are really, really lucky to be here now. Yes. It's just, you know, you just can't be here and now and you just, Mm -hmm. you've got to be happy for it.
0: I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, my own journey from, you know, I look at, you know, people talk about, you know, the information now and I remember when I was was a kid, uh, to buy any of the kinky books or anything, I couldn't do it when I was like underage. Uh, today, you know, the amount of information and the availability of that information is just so prevalent. Uh, You know, even going back, you know, going back as far as, you know, I mean, the internet is only 14 or 15 right now. So it's, I mean, it's underage. Uh, We're we're all, we're all doing porn on an underage structure. Uh, But just the element that going back to the nineties, the amount of information that, um, wasn't available then you know that we had to like scratch out and how available it is now um i I had a weird conversation with somebody recently where they were kind of touting the bad old days and i kind of had to slap them across the you know the head to get them to understand that it wasn't that there was the bad old days it was how was the communication where was the information the work that we did to get to this point you know um you know yeah the books are not as good as getting you know teaching but you know mm, those books, better than what it was. Yeah, and oh, it's a hell of a lot
1: better than nothing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean if I had half of the 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 reference material I have now back in the nineties, oh my god, where would I be today? I mean I'm amazed where I am now. I mean I, I had uh, was it Zamil made uh, got to Shabarikon last year for the first time and I know you know, Lokai's known him for years, I've heard about him, I've always wanted to take his, you know, stuff from him. Yeah. And yeah. he did a, a uh, he was practicing actually for uh, the cabaret, actually, for doing a, a performance. And yeah. he had a friend of mine, Mai, who's this cute little, uh, she's a, a dom from uh, Canada, who's yeah. a, uh, a, a half Japanese, half uh, French occasion, I mean, gorgeous. And I'm watching what he's doing. And this is something, I, you know, I'm listening to you, how you're talking about Asada and watching him. I, I have a belief that there's a certain level. You, you work, you work, you work, and there's a certain point where you've got those basics. you know you've got the knots, you've got you, you know it all becomes muscle memory to a certain degree. And then when you see something that's really amazing when you finally get that real information, you have the tools to understand it to just sort of absorb it. you know, you know like you said, he changed your life. and yet if you weren't already at a certain level, you would have sort of looked at it and go, I don't understand this. you know it doesn't make you know, okay, whatever. And I was watching Zamil work, and he did this. Great, he did. He just started doing this whole thing, it was this amazingly dynamic performance. And his stuff is very, you know, he's very dance oriented. He's, he's a dancer, and it's very unique to what he's doing and his speed tying and stuff. Hmm. And he turned, he went, I, I, I did, What did you, you know, and asked me he's if I enjoyed guy. it. Yeah. Well, sorry?
1: He's a tall, thin guy as well.
0: Oh, he's a tall, thin guy. Yeah, amazing physique and everything. But he turned to me and said, Did I like what I was doing? And I said, Yeah. And, and I said, Thank you for the lesson. And he sort of like did this little shock thing, on what lesson and what would you learn and then i just yeah. recounted every yeah. little thing he had done yeah. for the last yeah. 20 minutes 20 yeah. 30 minutes and he's like oh you know and it, but it's that kind of point where you reach that level where you know mm. if you sit down with an osada you sit sit down with a you know a, a Denikichi, although unfortunately he's dead or somebody like that and yeah. you know like the, the gentleman who said you know i didn't wasn't sure i had something to teach you and okay. yet what's funny about it is if he probably just started doing stuff, even if it was stuff you knew, his particular take on it, the way he moves, the way he he generates his energy, you, would have, you, you would have absorbed it. You would have just started picking yeah. little pieces out.
1: You're absolutely right. I mean, there was uh, things that I didn't know I'd learned mm-hmm. that I sort of like six months later, I suddenly realized that what he was doing and why he was doing. that particular thing at that particular time. And it wasn't just the tying, it wasn't just the mechanics, it wasn't um, just what he was teaching Mm -hmm. in that session. It was the way he interacted with the person he was tying, the way he moved, everything about it. Um, I just can't even say all of the things I learned from that. Uh, because the lessons just kept coming and coming and coming, and the realisations kept coming and coming and coming, and you know, it's just like tear it down, rebuild it. You're wrong about this. <laughs> this is why. Yeah. Tear it down, rebuild it again. Try it again, and just you know, work, work, work. And yeah. it was incredible experience and truly life changing. And uh, I know that sounds weird to say, you know, it's just about tying up girls, and that was life changing, but it really changed bondage utterly for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you talk to Ijami Kinoko about it, who's an amazing rising star in Japan, mm-hmm. that uh, he had a life changing experience where we was seeing a Denki tie that he didn't was like. I never knew rope could be like that. Mm-hmm and the way he tied and the way and this was in a a club he was running and that he just sort of like opened his eyes to it his mind to it and um sort of set him on the path of doing it just and it's sometimes it's an encounter with somebody who's extraordinary and you've just got to be so lucky to have had those and you know i'm in a way lucky because i got this, every, uh, because of what I got out of that, and there were people there who didn't get that out of it, mm-hmm. and
0: I'm kind of like, how did you not get that? Which goes exactly to what I was saying about being ready for, ready for the lesson, mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've uh, absorbed yes. enough.
1: There was you know. a guy, you know, he claims to have been doing bondage for more than 50 years, and he's still there arguing with Steve about how to do things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, why did you come to a master class if you weren't going to listen to the guy giving the class, did you just come to you know have some kind of ego trip and say oh, you know I told him how to do it properly,
0: probably. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Well, this, again, this so, is yeah. this
0: is that whole thing of of are you open or are you closed to it? Um, are, do you have the the chops? I mean, one of the the failings I find in a lot of people, in especially in rope and other areas, is I know what I know, and they. You know, we, we, we reach this point where I was told by blah, blah, so this is the way it is. Mm. And the reality mm. of it is there's no end to it. You know, if you, if you look at anybody as the be all end all, I mean, I've been throwing for whips for like almost four, over, over 14 years almost. And um, I'm always stunned when I see somebody throw something in a new way because I know that I, I know it works for me. But I also know that there are people who can throw, you know, they, they just, you watch them and it's entirely another language. And if I were if I were um, throwing when I first started, I wouldn't understand. It would be like, huh? And now I see where their shoulder drops, where their arm is. And I look at other people who get angry at people who, who do stuff and go, how, you know, how can you do that? That's the wrong way to do it. I'm like, but there is no right way. The right way is the one that works, you know. And what's the language that's being spoken? Do you understand the language?
1: You get this extraordinary idea um, in the West that and I don't know why people get this idea, that it's set in stone. Mm-hmm. That this is mm-hmm. the way you do it, you do it this way, and that in Japan that there is, you know, you look at uh Osara-iki, you look at Akechi you look at uh, Nuriki, you look mm-hmm. at Uh, Risu Go, you look at the Steves, the Akira, and the Karas. You look at them, they Mm. all have completely different styles, and all of their styles have developed over years.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And they have come up with new things, and it has changed things, and people have seen what they've done and picked that up. Yeah. And run with it and changed it, and it it's dynamic, it is forever developing, and it's forever developing in Japan itself. And it's not like it's this solid state thing that you bring out and it's carved in stone mm-hmm. and you will learn to do it that way because that is doing Japanese bondage. And people who in the West who get the idea that if you're doing Japanese bondage you are slavishly following hundred-year-old <laughs> tatters that have been handed down through generations, from master to student, and shall never be changed. And that is just such phenomenal bullshit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, I put a thing on uh, my forum: the myth of the myth of Japanese bondage. Yeah. yeah. And I just I hate the idea. And it's mostly people who don't do it that promote the myth about it.
0: Yeah. Well, there are a few people who also do it, but it's again, it's that Western versus the 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 Japanese concept of the japanophile thing and that always um annoys me more because like i said I, I have a background with the anime groups in in, Amer- in u.s and specifically in, in new york and um it, uh, you know it, it, it's amazing how people because they want to be something mm. basically screw the very thing they're looking at i mean i um one of the reasons I made the pun you know, the, for my website was... Have you ever heard of a, a, a Japanese uh, anime convention called Daikon? Uh, no,
1: I've never really been into the anime
0: stuff. That's oh, it's, it's okay. Well, the reason I love Daikon is... You know what a Daikon is?
1: Mm.
0: Which is the big... That big radish, which is, also has a kind of a, a dirty history in Japan. It's been known as the farmer farmer's wife's friend. You know, it's looks like a big fucking dildo. It's, it's a, a big... A big, solid, solid radish, if you're a size queen. and
1: Uh, Isn't there like one that uh, somebody did as, I hope it's this, otherwise I'm just talking um, complete crap at right angles to the conversation, that one that was supposed to be like for for a company and it was supposed to go on top of the roof and it should have been standing up on top of the roof.
0: (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds like a great segue. Keep going with
1: it. And they hadn't got planning permission, so they had to put it laying down on its site. And it was supposed to be a golden radish. And they'd lay it down on the site, and it became known to everybody in the neighborhood as the golden turd.
0: Oh, that's the giri! No, wait a minute. No, no. That's not the giri. Uh, is
1: it? No. I'm talking, I'm, about, I'm talking complete bullshit.
0: Possibly, but I, I don't know. Well, no, because there is a there is a, a, a giri, uh building in Japan that has this giant sperm on the top of it. Yeah, I I'm not sure if that's it or not, but it,
1: yeah, it's, that might be it. That might be. be it. It. I might have gotten well, those confused.
0: The 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 story with this though is that um, Dicon is the name of the convention. Now it's actually broken up as D A I space con. It's a pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. They actually did um, uh, die convention Dicon. The um, what the hell is it? Uh, they they did uh, some special um, uh, animations. You might actually want to look some of them up. Uh, it was uh, fan-generated, and some of the people actually went on to work for uh, Studio Ghibli uh, and Miyazaki. And the one, that, the one that's they're most famous for, which actually really ties together, is uh, the, the theme is this little girl finds a daikon. The daikon becomes a sword, and she fights the, the, all the anime. Okay, The final one, they did this amazing thing to ELO's twi- uh, Twilight, um, where little girl finds the daikon, daikon becomes sword she suddenly becomes transformed into a playboy bunny anime style gains a surfboard ala sorry actually her sword becomes a giant surfboard that she can fly through space with it and then mm-hmm. battles every anime and science fiction character in literally half frame jokes all to eel up you know, I mean, it's like you have to still frame through this piece in order to find all of the animation jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're looking at this going, and they, they didn't understand they, they made a, you know, double language pun score here? Yeah, no, this is, this is, and that's what I like about, I mean, that's why I like about Japanese culture is there, you know, the language, the, um, there's a sense of humor and there's a very earthiness to it that, yeah uh we tend when we when we get to the Japanophile thing we we tend to look at the cultural thing and we like, oh, we only look at the, the kimonos and the you know, we no, must do no. things precisely this way and you're like, have you ever watched a Kurosawa film? Have you ever watched an you know have you ever watched an Ozu film, man? I mean, come on. You know, it's it's you know, a whole there's more there than just you yeah. know this this, you know thing. Yeah,
1: I guess I'm a Japanophile, but I like
0: you sound like a healthy one.
1: <laughs> aesthetic sense mm-hmm. of uh, Japanese culture. I mean, when I was uh, younger, um, when I was really getting getting into design, one of the first people that made a real impression on me was Romeo Macintosh, mm-hmm. and a, one of his big influences was uh, Japanese style and aesthetic. And so I kind of liked the Japanese aesthetic before I even knew it was a Japanese aesthetic. I really, (laughs) really loved his style. And then I found out quite a bit later where it had come from for him because I'd never read a book about him or anything. Um, And then I found out, and then I found out wow, I really, really love uh, this kind of design. I really Mm -hmm. love this kind of aesthetic. And And all that, all of that came before the bondage. Yeah. So, you know...
0: It's, a, it's, a, it's an extension of one to the other. I, I totally understand that. I mean, like I said, art background and everything else. Actually, what's funny is my, my I mean, other than loving Japanese stuff when I was a kid, my parents, everyone thought I was Japanese as a kid because I, or I'd grown up in Japan because, like, I was eating sushi when I was, like, three. Mm. Uh, I, I, I couldn't eat cooked fish, but I could eat sushi. Uh, <laughs> couldn't stand the smell. Of, Which is
1: uh, rice and vinegar. Uh,
0: well, the, I, and it was good. Uh, or sashimi, you know, it was you know yeah. any anything japanese i would eat and or chinese and we were at a japanese restaurant and the uh, one of the waitresses was asking my parents what part of you know kyoto we lived in cuz i was eating like a kid from kyoto or something like that it was you know something like and I'm like we've never been there before he just does this but mm-hmm. Uh, on top of which, I I didn't have porn as a kid. My my parents didn't keep anything, but they had erotic art one and erotic art two, which mm. had uh, it's two art books on erotic art, and they had uh, all of the uh, erotic uh, prints, of uh, the uh, you know, the uh, floating world uh, uh, prints and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the woodblocks. So basically, my, my first masturbation you know stuff that I was sneaking from my parents were you know <laughs> Japanese erotic art. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know, so I, I started in a weird way early, but yeah, it, it's
1: I, that did not happen to me.
0: <laughs> I I it it is a unique, and and I have a peculiar you know I basically as a child as a young pre you know going into pubescent uh uh period was was using pillow books for what they were originally intended for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh. hey, I'm a pervert. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I the aesthetic is is it's a wonderful aesthetic, but it's also you know. Are we looking at the aesthetic as an aesthetic or are we looking at it and trying to um, make it American, you know, make it European, So it's make it American, which kind of doesn't work in this conversation. Um, And and that's where I I always run into the problems with people. It's like uh, the language. I mean, the language itself is a very medieval style language. Um, Actually, if you want to really have a great drunk game, uh, run uh, any Japanese porn site through Babblefish. And then yeah. try reading it as if you were doing an Elizabethan play. It's uh, hilarious because the syntax works. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a site I love called Genos, which is an anime site, but it's all about nose hooks. Yeah. And I've uh, done this with I've a friend.
1: Nose hooks and I have never used them yet. I really must.
0: You must. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're once you get once must. you get into them, you nose hooks and mouth hooks are just woo-hoo. they're they're just so much fun. But uh, it it you know this is it's. You know, I, I love how people try and understand the language and they don't get it because they're treating it. They, they, it's funny, they actually do what the Japanese do, which is interesting. You, you know, you see the Japanese shirts where it says, you know, monkey boy, fun girl in the rear. <laughs> and they're, No, I haven't seen that one. But. Well, they have these T-shirts. And it, what it is is the uh, Japanese treat uh, the, uh, the characters, kanji, hiragana, et cetera, as art form. So they'll do T-shirts with, and remember that as much as the character has a meaning, you know, this means, uh, an object or this, you mm. also have things sound like, so a combination of characters will sound like something else, yeah. you know? So like certain names are created, like, you know, if you give yourself a lucky name, it's two characters that sound like luck or something like that, mm. you know? And, you know, I I'm, I'm this is a simplistic explanation, but they'll, tr- they've done that to, uh, uh, you know, European, uh, the European alphabet and European words. So they'll put really raunchy sayings on things that the Japanese have no freaking clue what they're actually saying because they don't understand the syntax, they don't even understand the words half the time. So they think they're being fashionable and, you know. But what's worse is when the American the Americans, Europeans do it and we try to ascribe um, English syntax and meaning oh, to the words.
1: You can't do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, kills you.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, my name actually, I'm, I'm actually very lucky because my name is, my name's Dov, D-O-V, means bear in Hebrew. So I actually have one single kanji that actually means my name, which is Kuma. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, uh, 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 the kanji I use up on my website. And it's fun because when, you know, I get somebody who can't, you know, you know Dov, you know, can't, can't do my name, I go, you know, if it's Japanese or Korean or whatever, I go Kuma, and they go, oh, Kuma, you know, kubasan uh but you know it's it's that not trying to turn my name into uh uh, kanji and being lucky that i have a a name that can be turned into kanji easily because i know somebody who did uh i forget what their name uh somebody i met a long time ago but the kanji they had somebody picked for them basically was like you know flower turd petal or something like that it was some some really stupid and it sounded like sally you know because the remember that the japanese uh uh pronunciation is a syllabary so it's you know the they, each letter has one syllable it doesn't have like multiple syllables mm-hmm. so you know whoever did it built up their name out of multiple syllables <laughs> Uh, one kanji however the kanji was entirely you know rather nasty (laughs) when you translate it directly so but yeah anyway a
1: little more laughing than was uh perhaps necessary there i was
0: you know it's clover uh, just you know (laughs) hi clover it's it's
1: oh she's she's run off now Oh, okay damn it lucky clover that was nasty
0: (laughs) oh She's such an innocent, yes, in a bathroom with, with a strange man, flashes, and belts. But anyway, so let's let's save more for another time. And uh, it's been sure. great actually sitting and talking to you. Hopefully one day we'll actually get to do this in person. And uh, mm-hmm. like I I'm really sorry I'm not going to be a on this year. Be, uh, We've been kind of well, fine. We just
1: came in the room. I was going to get her to say hello, now she's gone again.
0: Okay, get, you, back. get back in here. Say hello. Yeah, say hello to the strange guy who tied you up say with belts. Hello. 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 Murphy says hi. He says I have to say nice things about you. I, I don't have to, but I like to say nice things about you, you know. You know, I I I you know, totally totally want to rematch one of these days when I've actually brought rope. <laughs> you know, that was that was hilarious that night with the belts. So, Yeah, it was so fun though. <laughs> oh, it it was awesome. It was awesome. I you know, Gosh. I, I'm, I, I, only in New York can you get like what half dozen people to hand you their belts so you can run into a bathroom with a girl <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would make a great t-shirt you know lend me your belt I need to go to the bathroom uh, <laughs> yeah. the girl's cute um, oh god I've gone so anyway
1: <laughs>
0: as we were saying we, we keep saying we're going to say goodbye and then we keep talking let's save for, as a talk another time Clover it's lovely see, uh, chatting with you again if, if not for a moment yeah you too bye bye, bye. And uh, she still has something, you know, in her future getting shoved up her twat. But anyway, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. What? I I'm sort of like after what uh, it's like. I had everybody telling me what what uh, uh, Stark did, uh, Stark Arts did uh, with the umbrella and shoving oh, it at her, and I'm like sort of like God. I, and, then, and then Nate is going, oh Dove is so evil. You've you've got to you've got to photograph with him. I'm like, wow. All I got was belts, you know. Something you know, it's I, I've got I've got to save face somehow. You know, it's, there there will be something in the future. You know, but anyway, with permission, of course. So anyway, uh, so end of the thing. You know, if you're at ShibariCon, put down money for this. By the way, is there is is this going to be auctioned off in any other way, or the other ten, or just this one print alone? Just this one. Just this one. So if you have friends who are going to ShibariCon, tell them to put money down on it for you. You know we're trying to raise money for it. It's for a good cause. If you're at ShibariCon, you know I realize you know you've you've spent some money for this event, put down money on this. It is for a good cause. Remember you're there for a reason. Um, Give back, as it were. You know, be a mensch, and all that fun stuff. And thank you so much, Dave. Thank you so much for giving me your time this afternoon. And thank you, thank you. And uh, that's that's our podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, we're gonna go out. Yeah. No.